Welcome to the desk of Lady Ada, where we figure out if you replace all the planks in a ship, is it the same ship? Hi, Lady Ada. Long story, but we can explain that later. It's a late night here at the desk. We're actually wrapping up for the night. I thought we'd do a little stream before we uh, lay down and uh, pass out. And uh, today I was working a little bit. Actually, I mostly like chilled out this week, but um, or today. But uh, I worked on some more bonnets. That's and the title of the show. That's the title of the show because we are getting to more. I actually had one big run where I think I did like seven or eight bonnet designs. And I'm just finally getting to the last one or two. Like we did the Charlie Plex bonnet um, last week. And we also did the Joy bonnet, which um, I actually got some cool silkscreen to show. Let's go to the computer. Were you at the computer? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Joyce bonnet was... Hold on. Let me see. Here. It was um, this kind of like game game yeah. stick bonnet with a joystick and some buttons. I showed it on the overhead. Oh yeah, sure. So this is it. So it's got a um, a thumbstick. Yeah. And then select, start, one, two, up, down, left, right. We went to an arcade today, so that's kind of yeah. nice. That was fun. We went to Barcade on St. Mark's. But then you could also make your own Raspberry Pi Zero based arcade game. So this works really well. It turns out that um, the reason I was having problems with the NES emulator last time was it doesn't actually work in RetroPie 3.8. So when I upgraded to RetroPie 4.2, uh, it all worked. Everything works great. And uh, I overclocked the Pi Zero a little bit, like 200 megahertz extra. And uh, it does NES and MAME emulation perfectly. So that's great. It also does audio out on the HDMI. Um, okay, so then can you go back to the computer? So then I tasked Phil B with designing, you know, again, this is the, the design for the silkscreen, which is, uh, which is good, but you know, it would be uh, nice to have a prettier silkscreen. So I tasked Phil B with, hey, could you come up with something? And he's like, well, yeah, at the bottom could have some like really cute text, maybe. It's very, uh, um, you know, Nintendo or meme quotes. And then the top, maybe like something like this. Down. 
just something like this where you know there's there's a sort of like a Nintendo SNES-y sort of uh, overlay and then maybe it would be a white PCB with black silk screen for the best look so we're still, we're still thinking that I'll, I'll, I'll chat with him more later and see what he's come up with so that's that. If the Joy Bonnet works, it's just silk screen is like something I don't do another revision for. I just I just run them um, as is, and then uh, I guess we can go to the overhead. So there's two more bonnets from that run. Um, there is the uh, radio bonnet. It's like a Laura or RFM 69 bonnet that just does you know SPI communication to these RFM or Laura modules. So we'll get that. We have to like you know work out a whole gateway and. and figure out how to make sure that works and then um, the second to last one is this OLED bonnet and it has a 1.3 inch 128 by 64 OLED two buttons and a sort of a four-way selector switch so I thought let's uh, let's get that working so how about we uh, we try that out I think that just reset my pie but that's okay so let's go to the computer yeah, that totally reset my pie. So, let me see if I can get it back. Or reset. Yeah. There's your watch out. You have to put it in correctly, otherwise, you can short power and ground by accident. Okay, so luckily um, I didn't have to write pretty much any code because we already have a full guide on um, how to get these OLEDs working with Raspberry Pi. We already wrote the code like two years ago because you know we have these um, breakouts that people like to use. So uh, you know all I have to do is basically adjust the code as necessary, but it pretty much will just work. So that's what I did. And um, you just have to install uh, the GPIO Python uh, code that does the um, interfacing between like SMBus and uh, Python, we just have a little wrapper to make it a little easier and nicer. And then in um, the Android Python SSD, SSD is the chipset, it's a Solomon SysTech. They do almost all OLED driver chips. So like the size and shape of the OLED may change, but the OLED itself is almost always an SSD um, chipset design. And then you install it with you know the setup, and uh, you know, pseudo Python setup install. And then we have a couple of examples. So the first example is just called shapes. Oh, and then, um, so if you go to the overhead, it actually isn't, it's like all um, finicky. And the reason it's all snowy is because um, I actually have one chip that I didn't have here. So I was putting this together and I realized I forgot to order it. This little reset chip doesn't, um, isn't in place. So you need to manually reset it. And then run the code again. When you um, when you have a lot of these OLEDs and displays, I noticed that you can't just pull reset high. They actually want to have like a, a, 
proper reset pulse. So instead of wasting a GPIO pin on that, I usually have a, a separate chip, like this is an APX803. It's a little chip that what it does is when, um, as it sees the voltage rise, it, it pulses the reset pin low for you. It does an automatic reset. It saves you a pin because you, you really need to reset after it boots. Anyway, so you can see there's some shapes. Um, and with Arduino, we have like a graphics library. The way we do it with um, Python is to make it easier on us, we don't, oh, can you go to the uh, computer? We don't like write all of the functions for like draw square, draw rectangle, draw circle. Instead, we use the um, Python imaging library. And like, you wouldn't do this on MicroPython or CircuitPython, um, but if you have a full Linux computer and you have tons of space, the Python imaging library is like, you know, a couple megabytes, but it doesn't matter. And it does take a little bit of time, but you have to like do a whole buffer and you write the buffer at once. But it's really nice because it like does all the font management for you and you can like load JPEGs and like, like do animated GIFs. It makes everything so much easier when you just use the imaging library. It, it kind of handles all that for you. And all you do is basically um, give it like, a, it has a frame buffer. You basically allocate an array for your display and you use Python imaging library to draw into that buffer. So you get the, all the drawings you want and then you blit it. You write that buffer into um, the display at once. So like, for example, here you can see, it's been a while since I did Python image library, but basically you create an image in Python image library, it's one bit, which is one bit depth, it's monochrome, and the width and the height of the display, so you know, 120 by 64, and then you draw into this image, you, you, it's like you get a frame buffer, you get, you, when you draw, you're not drawing to the OLED, you're drawing to this chunk of memory, and um, you can draw some shapes, and like, again, ellipses, and rectangles, and polygons, everything. And then fonts, you can load like true type fonts of any size and like italicize them. And then you display the image. You, you write the image to the display. So um, the only thing you have to watch out for is when you do this, when you use Python Imaging Library is because you're writing the entire display every time, you just have to, first off, you have to remember to write the display. It doesn't, it's not like when you draw on a screen where you're like, draw a rectangle and like the rectangle appears, you actually have to kind of like tell it like, yo, like send it out. And secondly, if you want to do animations, you know, you're going to be sending out the full screen every time. Now you could do windowing and like, you know, only write certain sections, but honestly for 120 by 64 pixel display, it's not worth it. Just you write the whole thing. What's up? Is the new Arduino graphics library much improved over UCGLib? They're all kind of the same. Like, you're not going to find much difference. Um, the reason Arduino graphics libraries aren't that great is not because the graphics libraries aren't that great. The graphics libraries are very lightweight. Just, like, 8 megahertz just isn't very fast. Um, and with, an, you know, a Raspberry Pi, the graphics drawing stuff is not what's slowing things down. It's definitely going to be the I squared C okay. stuff. So then... Uh, another example we have is um, uh, image. So this is an example where it draws an image. So you go to the overhead and it's this adorable cat friend. Yeah. Hold on. I know it's not. We'll show MOSFET at the end because he's up here. Um, so it's nice, cat. again, it's really easy to draw images with the Python library. 
And then the final example we have is animate. So let me do that. So animate is um, a little code that takes text and like manually animates it. And so this is a really good example for when you want to see like, well, how long does it take to uh, blit out the display? Can you do the math? But like nothing beats actually checking it. So let's go to the oscilloscope. Yeah. Maybe. I will. Okay. Meanwhile, I'll hook up my probe here. And um, I'm going to probe the I squared C clock line. So. Oh, uh, is this Python 2 or 3? Oh, it doesn't matter. It both work. Cool. Okay, so so that's the I squared C data. A little tough to see, but let's do a single sequence, and you can see it takes. That's like you know you can kind of tell there's a little bit of a gap there. So that's like you know that chunk here is like one blit. So that takes. Um, 110 milliseconds for about, uh, you know, right here it says 8.9, about 9 hertz, which is okay, but it's not great. Um, the good news is it's really easy to fix. So, a second. When you zoom in, whoa, too much zoom. Measure. The frequency is about 100 kilohertz. So that's the default frequency for I squared C. Almost every device works at 100 kilohertz, but it's not very fast. Some devices can go up to one megahertz at I squared C, which is pretty amazing considering like it's a, it's a pull-up based protocol. Um, but when you look up the data sheet for um, the SSD 1306, um, which I probably... While you're doing that, still have do we ever have plans to stock a round OLED? There aren't any really good ones. If y'all know some good ones, email supportedadafruit.com, attention Phil, and we'll check it out. Yeah, there's, I have a couple samples, but like, oh, they're super great. Um, so let's go to the data sheet real quickly. And if you search for um, timing, you'll actually want to look at the I squared C timing interface. And then you get here and it'll tell you, basically what you're looking for is what is the, what is the clock rate you can do. And so the clock cycle time to give you in microseconds, which is great. We'll just convert that. So 2.5 microseconds, 400 kilohertz, which is pretty common. 400 kilohertz is kind of like, it's either 100 kilohertz for like really slow stuff, 400 kilohertz for like most things and then um, one megahertz for like stuff that's like specifically designed to be high speed. So what we have to do is just like speed up the I squared C interface on um, the Pi, which is not too hard. I thought maybe you could do it through like the SMBus interface, but it turns out it's kind of hardware. It's not like Arduino where you can like dynamically change it by changing the um, clock. Let's click the chat. Um, what you do is edit the boot config and it's at the bottom here it's uh i mean you could model load it whatever but this is fine too dt param i2c baud rate and then you set it to the baud rate you want you can literally set it to any number i think and it will do the best it can let's go with 400 uh kilohertz i'm sure you could overclock it probably to 500 or 600 let's start with this and then you have to reboot 
今日いる Okay, while you're doing that. Yeah, is there any other questions? No, I'm just going to point out that. No, I'm just going to point out that. No, I'm just going to point out that. So this time, let's go to the overhead. It's it's much faster. It's about like four times faster because we went from 100 to 400 kilohertz. And let's get to the oscilloscope. And oops, I think I. Okay. But Lady Ada, how can I be that girl? Uh, I think I shorted STL to go out for a second. Okay, so now the frequency is a nice and perky 400 kilohertz. And then um, let's zoom in all the way. Oh, sorry, zoom out all the way to see how long it takes to do one. Uh, what's nice is like, you know, it's, it's locking nicely. So you can see like this is definitely um, it's blending out the data and then over here it's, you know, computing what the image is or something. So cursor, let's set this cursor over here. So now instead of um, 110 milliseconds, it's now 35 milliseconds, so about four times improvement. And then instead of 9 hertz, it's about 30 hertz. So, you know, 30 hertz is about as good as you're going to get. Any better, it doesn't make much sense. I don't think, I mean, our eyes are pretty happy with 30 hertz, and so I'm satisfied. I think that, you know, I2C isn't very fast. I was thinking of, well, maybe you should make this bonnet SPI, but, I, you know, it's like a waste of the pins in case you want to use it for something else. I2C is just, like, so convenient and nice. You don't have to worry about, like, if the pins are being used um, as long as the address isn't, and especially when the reset pin is taken care of for you. So I think this is good. I'm, I'm satisfied with that. I'm, I'm glad I actually got to um, try that out. Okay. So um, the next question I have, and this is for Phil. So let's go to the uh, overhead. So I designed this with two buttons. Here. So there's like two buttons over here. That's space. Like the OLED is this big. So I had some space. So I was like, well, let's add some buttons over here. And then let's add this like... Um, this joystick-like thing over here. And you can select two, and it's just connected to GPIO, and I can write some code pretty easily just to read it and display it on the OLED. I'm not worried about that. That's that's like the least of my problems. But the problem I have is, so I'm gonna remove this because I'm pretty much done with this code. So cancel. Actually, let me end. I'll do a proper shutdown. 
Okay, great. So the problem I have here is, you know, this switch is like really tall. So like you can see, the buttons are pretty short, the OLED is pretty slim, but this, this joystick is like insane. So my question to you is, I've got a couple other samples. So I've got this. Yeah. And this is the switch that we're using. This is an SMT directional joystick. It's kind of a standard SMT joystick. But yeah, it's like super tall. And then I've also got um, this joystick, which is kind of the same pinout, but it has like an, it's, it's not even taller, but it has a kind of a nicer profile. The suggestion is to put a spacer underneath the OLED. Why? Maybe post up why, yeah. Aaron. Um, so this joystick has kind of a nicer feel. It's like softer. It's a grounder, so it doesn't kind of bite into your finger as much. Um, but it has the same footprint. And then I also have this like ultra tiny joystick. Which is like way slimmer and shorter. It's actually kind of like a petite version of this one. So my question to you, Phil, is what do you think I should use for this design? I like the longer one. The, this longer one? Yeah. Or this longer one? The one to your farthest left. This one? Yeah. Oh, uh, level out the OLED with the joystick is the suggestion. Oh, no. Like, you're not going to be able to do that. You can't it's do that. Like, okay. The, the cable for the OLED is not long enough. Yeah. Can I see the uh, different ones? Yeah, here. These are the three different options. Come on, focus. Focus, Phil. Focus, Phil. Hmm. A little blurry tonight. Yeah, whatever. Am I? Oh, no. I can tell it's if I was late, blurry or if it it's was. It's late night. Yeah. Blurry's, blurry's in. I like this one. Which one? Even though it's going to stick up this one. You actually like the original one? Yeah. Why? Feels the best. You don't think it's too tall? It's crazy tall. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of going for this one. This, this this one works. This one works. Yeah. And it's not too much different. I mean, do you think like it matters that it's just like it's just so tall? It's kind of tall. I mean, maybe it doesn't really matter. It's also like chunky. Maybe that's the thing. I kind of feel like if you're gonna be playing this thing, you want to give the person the most surface area to play the game or whatever they're No, doing. but it's not for playing games, it's for interfaces. I know, but still. It's for like, oh, I want to change like the radio station. Like there's no, nobody's going to play games on yeah, well, but, I mean like Snake, like not really. But, but the, the people who buy these have kind of big fingers. So need something bigger. So, so this small one you're saying is too small. That's too small for sure. So it's between those two. Yeah. It's a slightly slimmer one. I mean, I, I know it doesn't matter too much, but I just think it has, like, it also kind of matches the buttons a little bit better. Can I see? Can I see with the buttons? Because I'm going to do a redesign anyways, like my last... Yeah, I see what you're saying. ...prototype design. Well, what can you put on top of this? Well, I don't... I could probably ask them if they have some sort of button or knob or yeah, something. Yeah, why don't but we But they find... may or may not have one. Yeah, I mean, like, it looks like you can 3 pretty print anything yeah and you can put anything on it either one of these is fine I mean I'm 
I'm partial to the one that's on there. Really? Yeah. You like them more? Well, so we have it in stock, so it's like. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I can make it so that we can use this one to start, the bigger one, and then, I mean, it actually is the same footprint, so it's kind of a nice thing. Yeah. So, like, this one has, um, like, this footprint. It's the same footprint for this one. Yeah. So you can, you can, well, it's reversed, but, like, yeah. you, you can use either one, so we can change it later. I just have to put little holes in the bottom. The suggestion is an analog slider pad. Won't fit. Won't fit. So yeah. So we got. All right. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, maybe I'll. I mean, like, if it's one of these two, I'll just make it so you can use either, and then um, you can always just decide decide later which one. Like, I have a bunch of these already in stock, so, like, that, you know, it does make it a little easier. But these are functionally the same. Just, like, study that one. Okay, well, that's all I got. Okay, that's Desolated tonight. Yeah. Um, I got some stuff going on. What do you got going on? The code is remove. Removed. Oh, I put right. it in the chat. Mm -hmm. Um, 10% off and need to restore all the way up to when I wake up. Sounds good. Which is like four hours. No, we're gonna sleep in a little bit. Yeah. So uh, use the code, uh, get some stuff. Oh, compatible touchscreen and an on-screen D-pad. There's no such thing. Lots of requests. If you know of one. I love all these requests for things that don't exist. These things don't exist. There's no capacitive touch that's for that. Yeah. Element. Can you go to the uh, the overhead? Yeah. Okay. So I have a few things I was gonna show. Okay. Oh, you want me to? Yeah, you show them. Uh, get the Minty Boost there. So um, check this out, folks. This is uh, the first, or uh, one of the first Adafruit kits. This is from over 10 years ago. And I bought this before I met Lamar. Yeah. This is the, the first logo. And, and I remember when you met me, it's you a said, kiwi. Yeah, it was a Kiwi. I remember when you met me, you said, Can you make me another logo? So that's where the little star logo came from. Yeah. Yeah. I Kiwi too. Yeah. And then um, the other thing is, uh, we're working on some little packs with Phil B. This is like a little resistor pack. We've got those in the mail finally. Yay. Yeah. Um, also, uh, this is a book. You should just buy tens of copies and just give them out to everybody. Managing oneself. And then uh, I got a little treat. It's short, but effective. Yeah. No, seriously, if you manage employees. If you manage people. Yeah. Or, or manage yourself. Or, or if you're being managed. Um, can you put this under the overhead? So um, I got this Nikon 4K camera because we're doing this um, thing with Google where Lady Ada is going to talk about Adafruit and they said they like 360 videos. So I'm trying this out and let me tell you what I found out. It records fine in 4K and it's nice and standalone, but you can't do live um, 360. Some cameras you can because eventually you'll be able to do live 360. I can do it with my Theta and mm. I think another one, but this one, it only does HDMI playback. It doesn't do HDMI live. So anyways, as I explore different equipment, I'll let you all know, but it's a neat little camera. Um, it just doesn't do um, as a source. Yeah. So if you no. plug it in HDMI. Like right so, now you're using an HDMI. This, this camera is an HDMI yeah. camera that has, you're using it as basically a very nice webcam. Yeah. 
You know, I'm not quite sure why the... Um, I don't know why it's flipping out either. Yeah. They just I, started doing it recently. Yeah, I think it's the actual cable, believe it or not. We yeah, got not. tons of cables. Do you want to swap it out next time? No. Yeah, sure, but These I think... Flat, this is a, you know what? This is a sample cable. Oh, yeah? And it's insanely long. It's a 20-foot cable. I think that's what's going on. So we got we to gotta get rid of this cable. All right, well... Uh, so but you for can't, now, it's Max Headroom. So is it possible to make a capacitive touch screen the right size? No. Okay, there you go. <laughs> It's that simple, folks. It's that simple. If they're, yeah. if they're not manufactured already, they're, you're not going to get them. Okay. You have to find something that's already used in a phone or a product that's that size, and there's nothing that uses that screen size. So All right. There's no capacitive touch screens for it. And that's it for the Desk of Lady Ada tonight. Thank you, everyone. If you want to support an open source hardware company, um, purchase some electronics because this is the only thing that keeps us going. And it's late. Yeah. And we have to pick components out. Yeah. All right, that's it, Lady Ada. All right, sweet. We'll be doing more broadcasting soon. Of course. Stay tuned. Yep. Y'all thought we forgot the cat. Here, him. You can hand him to me. Yeah, I know. He's very is, tired. He doesn't understand. This is yeah. Y'all started to tune out, but look, we have a live cat. He watched Earth Two tonight, and there were snow leopards. He liked it. Yeah. He's not a snow leopard. Nope. He's a bed leopard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Cat is alive. You stuck around. We've proved it. <laughs>